Everybody got a dream. Listen to me. Everybody has a dream, but not everybody got a grind. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by uh, the, the man who, who actually predicted that the Panthers would win the Super Bowl. And uh, needless to say, he was a little off. My beautiful co-host, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, Eric Douglas Thomas. And uh, how are you th- uh, th- this afternoon, oh, sir? Man. You doing all right so, since that loss? Oh, let me tell you something. I'm feeling so good right now. Uh, I'm feeling so good, man. I, I I think I'll probably end up getting a call from them, so I'll be able to work with them next year. So I'm feeling real. Oh, nah, well, they, need, they I, needed you on Sunday, I'm man. feeling they real good. I'm Sunday. feeling one dynasty has ended, and preferably another one starts. Yeah, no doubt, man. Where, where, where'd you watch the game at? What'd you do? Well, where'd you know, you I don't, you know, I... I Man, I don't really, you know, do games like that. You know me. Um, I was at home um, with my wife. Now, this is what's crazy. My wife was hurt that we didn't go to the game. I'm like, boo, you never want to do an outdoor stadium. You know what I'm saying? Based on her health, sometimes she'd be tripping. And the last time I went to San Francisco, it was about 45, 50 degrees. So she was like, why aren't we at the Super Bowl? Why you ain't get tickets? I'm like, oh, I can't believe you're doing me like this. I said, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get them next year because the, I had them the year that New York played outdoors and she didn't want to go. So I was like, okay, well, I'm never going, you know, if they called me about tickets, I'm like, I'm good. And so she mad at me because we not at the game. So for sure, I told her I'm getting tickets next year. And if you don't go, I'm going to go by myself or I'll go with CJ. Well, I think it's in Houston next year. Oh, so, so we should be, be all right. Yeah, we should be. But they, that's the indoor stadium, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah I think you might be so right. It don't so make it a might difference. be kind of dope. We there then, baby. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know Houston is home. They show us yeah, mad love in, in Houston. The H, if I'm thinking if it's in the H, they got to throw Beyonce oh, back on back the stage. Oh, so. and, and, and the Breakfast Club. Bro, she killed it the other day. I was like, Lord have mercy. That was the best part of the whole game, bro. Yeah, let me tell you something. And y'all know, you know, I'm old school R&B. Y'all know I'm like Anita Baker. You know, Day. <laughs> you know, I go all the way back to Stephanie Mills. Um, you know, but I have to say, you know, I haven't necessarily, you know, uh, been a huge follower of, you know, the Jennifer Hudson's, the, you know, Beyonce's. You know, I was into Beyonce back with Destiny's all, Child. Let's let's separate those levels real quick. <laughs> we, we always talk about levels. I'm going to need you to just I didn't say nothing about levels, B. see? I didn't say right nothing about levels. Top. I just said R&B. And then you just that, that's a start wide your range. list after that, bro. That's a you, wide you start range. You're starting your list. You're trying, to, you're trying to incorporate everybody into that list right now, and I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Go, you know, you got your Beyonce, boom, you're done. Then from there, you move on to who else you got on your little list. Let me but say this, though. trying to just throw be all up in the, in, in the camp. Let me say this though, man, I, and, and I think this is important because my daughter definitely is in the B camp, you know, um, but I told my daughter, I said, let's, 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 let's not miss the big picture, you know, let's not mi- miss it, sweetheart. You know, let's look at the longevity of the career. You know, I told my daughter, like for real, let's look at when Beyonce and them, they were opening up for folks. You know what I'm saying? And nobody Bruh, was showing them no No, love. hold on, E. I keep trying to tell people, like, and this is on everything. I went to a concert yeah, Michigan State long, University. long, long, long time ago, and Beyonce and Destiny's Child were opening for Chico DeBarge. Yeah. That's how yeah. long ago no, I saw real. Beyonce. Yeah, let's not she get it twisted. opening. Yep. And she wasn't even like the the the. No, she the, wasn't the main the star. Come on, right before the main event, it was like three people after that, yeah. Avant and like some other R and B people, and then she go to barge, and I was like, wow, Beyonce at the Breslin Center at Michigan State. You could look it up. Open for Avant and she go to barge. Absolutely, and I'm like bruh, to sh- from that to shutting down the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I told oh my, my daughter. Wow, amazing. And I said, what you have to understand is they're starting, you know, as young young women. And she's still in the game, you know. And so the let's just talk about starting from the bottom. Now we're here. You know what I'm saying? Let's mm-hmm. just talk about some people starting with a brand. They She built the brand. You understand what I'm saying? Some people start with a brand. See, she built the brand. You know, so when I saw her at the Super Bowl, 
Uh, and that's probably the first Super Bowl um, concert that I probably saw since. I, I remember seeing, um, I've seen, um, uh, what's her name? Janet Jackson. So that was probably uh, the, well, everybody saw yeah, that. Yeah, that was probably the last one. You know, I saw <laughs> was the Janet Jackson uh, boy. But man, for real, I wonder why? Uh, well, I happened to be sitting down watching TV. You know, so I was watching the Super Bowl. See, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think any of us knew prior to that what would ha- that it would be. You know, a monumental Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You was uh, a drive-by victim. You know, uh, but man, I'm telling you, man. I told my daughter, like, look at the grind. You talking about years and years of grinding. You know, you're not talking about Beyonce starting off like that. If you go look at those pictures from back then, you look at the pictures now, and, and what was amazing is she's still headlining. She's still dancing, like leading, you know. She's still shutting down, you know, the stage, you know. And so, and, 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 okay, so this is what blew my mind. Of course, you know, social media doing their thing, you know, while she's performing. But I saw a few uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter posts where her website was on lockdown. Like oh, millions sure. of people trying to go on and, and she's selling out like, what this track? Like this on some CJ squared stuff where she's d- releasing the concert dates, you know, and people trying to redo their budgets, you know, put, and at first I didn't know what everybody wow. was talking about. I didn't make the connection until, you know, I start really going through it. And I'm like, wow, she's putting her dates out. Like, see, talk about leverage. Like, talk about yeah. leverage. She releases a single. She's on the Super Bowl. She releases yeah, her dates. Crazy. She released the single the night before and then performed it at the Super Bowl. Had everybody going crazy. You know, usually you got to know the song. You got to know all the words so you can sing along. They knew them. She released the single the night before, then performed it on the Super Bowl and had everybody bugging. And released the, the tour date. Sold out a tour. How do you sell out a tour in less than 24 hours? So, see, I just want to say, see, to everybody that's listening hours, to... 24 probably about 24 minutes. Right, bro, that, yeah, really 24 Lord minutes. I just didn't know, like, you know, in some of the remote islands, you know, if they had gotten yeah, them in the no, first couple. Sold out, bro. No, sold out. Man, I got Wi-Fi, too. I, I mean, too. unbelievable, see. Uh, so, this is, this is all yeah, I wanted to say. That's one of those joints where her and Adele, like, as soon as they put them on, it's, like, it's the over. whole site just jammed It's over. Up. Like, you can't even... Yeah. But you're talking about... Crazy. You're talking about people who are looking to get the same results, see? who been in for six months or a year. So you screaming, B, B. You know, like you said, they, they love Adele. The beehive. But but see, yeah, no how long has she been grinding? And so again, it's the inability to self-assess. You love B, you, you beehived out, you going to the concert, you, you talk about her every day, all day, but you disrespect her because you don't follow her grind. You disrespectful. Oh, well, yeah. A lot of people want to perform at the Super Bowl, but nobody want to open for Chico the bar. You, you feel me? You know nobody wants to go through what she went through with Destiny's Child. And listen to me, level C. Now there was a time, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm, 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 and I'm just giving facts, and I could be wrong, C. But I do remember the last time she was on the Super Bowl, or maybe it was a time before. I'm not 100% sure, but she had Destiny's Child with her, and it didn't really go. It wasn't her level. You, you understand what? And so I, uh, she might have had to dull it down a tad. And so here she's back, though. But notice this time when she back is levels to this. This time when she came back, she came back just as B. You feel me? So, you know, we did a thing on your circle of influence. And man, even when you get a circle of influence, sometimes that circle goes even to another level. And some of the people yeah. that was in your circle of influence before they because they did not make the same sacrifices you made. Come on, see. Everybody is thinking that we're going to keep going to the next level with Destiny's Child. And we did go levels. But I believe, and I could be wrong, that she grinded so hard that she went to another level in terms of her craft. And she went to a place where even Destiny's Child couldn't go. And I don't think that she did it intentionally. I don't think she said, I'm leaving them. I think she wanted them to grow with her and go with her, which is evident in the last Super Bowl that she performed. But she grinds so hard. We think by osmosis, people are just supposed to go with you to levels. But see, she separated herself on this last one. And so I just say to all you B fans, be high. Like, don't just follow her 
If you're going to follow her, follow her, follow her grind, follow her commitment, follow, you know, her, her marketing strategy. If you're going to follow her, follow her in every step of the way and not just buy her albums or just going to her concerts. Carl, is this E subtle way of calling us uh, Michelle and Kelly? Wow. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel I'm hey. still as you talking. Yo, we gotta watch our backs out here. You man. know what I'm saying? As you talking, I'm like, whoa, I'm in trouble. I, I, I the writing's on the wall. E trying to drop a little subtle nugget on me, talk about even though y'all helped me get to this level, the next level awaits me, and uh, y'all might not make the cut. Wow. You know, you, you learn something new every day, man. So. But no, man, I, I agree with you. And shout out to Coldplay and Bruno Mars. I guess they were there too. I didn't see them. Uh, I missed that whole thing. Uh, no, we're going to talk you about know, that definitely. a little bit later too. Don't forget to yeah, loop me. Definitely. I know we didn't talk about uh, uh, Mars, but I do, I do have something later on in the show that I want to drop about that as well. Oh, yeah. Bruno, no, he did his thing. I'm joking, man. He did his thing. And then Coldplay, I love that joint they did. Uh, I only, you know, I don't follow them closely, but that uh, I think it's Adventures of a Lifetime. Yeah, great song absolutely. To, to get on that treadmill absolutely. too. So, you know what, man? That, that those are the kind of songs like everybody listening to hip hop, all of that. I'll be honest, on the treddy, yeah. Like I love sure. listening to like Calvin Harris and stuff. Like that stuff with that like high, you know, BPM. Absolutely. Just like, you know, just it kind of builds up to yeah. a crescendo yeah. and just like that's yeah. the kind of stuff that had me going on the treadmill. Yeah, because I'm you about know, to pass out on the second mile and I need something to lift me up. You understand? Well, you to- need something to lift you up right now because rumor has it on the street that my father uh, made a couple pans oh, of chicken and dressing man. for y'all, and I heard you was over there hitting. I mean, smash. So, I, I'm sure you need something for that treadmill life because they said Pops put it down. Oh, let me tell you something. He put it down so hard that I didn't work out on Sunday. I didn't work out on Sunday. You know, I, I, I didn't work out, bro. I had all good intentions. I just made it a rest day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just made it a rest day. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. I mean, all the way, rest day, baby. It was a Super Bowl yeah. kind of day. Yeah, for sure. For those of you who don't know, y'all out there, what are you talking about? My father is, um, you know, I put his, his chicken and dressing up against anybody in the world. Pops got an old school recipe from, shout out to Aunt Flossie. She, uh, she, I don't know, maybe in her 80s, taught my father how to make dressing. And uh, when Pops makes it, the uh he liked the pie piper everybody and you know everybody. coming through following trying to get a plate and so um yeah he dropped some off to to e and carl and i guess they went crazy oh, with it i don't and, follow uh, my so now i got it most people know this is the only area where i don't follow my biblical principles this is the area oh. where i want i'm selfish and <laughs> self-centered and conceited and <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to share. I'm talking the about they hiding pans all over the house. It's crazy, man. They they uh yeah, no, they indulge in, in heavy and you know what's crazy? You talked about it, man. You you gotta do that that work. And it's cra- you know what's crazy about the chairman? I was just thinking about how like we trick our minds, right? You ever be super hungry and you like, I'm about to smash. I don't care how long I gotta run, I don't care how long yeah. I gotta get on the treadmill, yeah. the elliptical. You know, you like willing to do it because you're so hungry yeah. and you're ready to smash. But then you know, the way the mind works, when I'm on the treadmill and I'm hurting, I'm like, yo, I'll eat salad for three weeks. I just don't want to be on this yeah, treadmill. Know, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll your, get your on the treadmill like, and count the Snicker bar. Like, oh, I'm going to have to run for 45 minutes to hit, like, right. not even a full, a king size boy. I'm just like the little snack pack. If I eat two oh, of the snack little, packs, yeah, just a little this, bite, oh, man. 40 minutes on the treadmill. And, and see, that's what people need to understand. Like, Catch what we're saying. I tell people that's always trying to get professional development for free, trying to get everything for free, and they haven't grinded. Like, I'm just being real. You value it differently when you have to pay for that grind. And for most of us, mm-hmm. the reason why you stuck where you are, because you not you ain't paying for it. You're not paying for it. And when you got to pay for that right. snicker bar, like, I remember before I worked Ooh. out, man, I would eat any kind of way. It didn't really make me none. But I'm telling you, see, once I got down to a certain weight, man, I did seven miles on a treadmill yesterday. Man, I, I'm like, bro, I refuse to eat some sweets right now. I refuse mm-hmm. to eat certain things. I'm looking for the, uh, for the pure juice. You know why? Because I'm not about to put in seven 
and still be on the chunky cheek ministry. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? So right. for real, y'all, you don't realize you think you getting over by not paying for stuff. You think you getting over by not making an investment like you think you getting over because you're not putting in 120. But for real, you're not getting over. You getting beat is what you getting. But when you start paying for stuff, sweat equity, when it means something, when it has value to it, I'm telling you, you're going to go to another level because you're not willing to waste what you paid for. But when you ain't paid for it, you everything is a waste. Yeah, no, and you talked about it, man, you know, the consistency. And that's, you know, one of my things, you know, I've been working with some of my clients. And we talked about this. E. We talked about, like, you know, I wanted them to look at the five most important areas of their life, right? Like, whatever those five are. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you what they are. You, you know, you know what they are. And then let's look at the value that you place on those things, right? And so I look at, for real, when we were, you know, in the midst of, trying to blow up or trying to get to the next level on ETA, like I placed a 10 on ETA and, and so did you, right? Like for real, we were on ETA. I'm talking about, you know, and still are, you know what I mean? It's a t the 10 ain't going away. We, you know, everything we do, if I can get five minutes, I'm calling E to be like, yo, is Didi there yet? Oh, what do you think? What you think about this? What you think about that? And we're going back and forth. And at that time, I say we probably had maybe a four or five on our health, right? We hit the yeah. treadmill every yeah. now and then, lift yeah. a couple weights here and there, but we didn't place a 10 on it. So what happened? The company start blowing up. We start going to the next level. Gigs start going to the next level. Everything start going to the next level. And then we looked and said, yo, you chunky. You looked at me like, yo, you chunky. And I'm like, oh, okay. So what did we do? We placed a 10 on our health. And since that time that we literally looked at each other and placed Boom. a 10 on our health, Boom. it went to a whole nother level, yeah. right? We went to a whole nother level. And so I try to tell people that's, you know, listening out there, if you're in lack in a certain area of your life, Really ask yourself what 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 level you've you know put that on like what what percentage have you given to that one thing that you're in lack on and so for us it wasn't that we didn't have the 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 capability to be in shape or healthy or any of those things we hadn't placed a value of ten on it so in any area whether it be business your marriage whatever ask yourself what grade you would place on your effort thus far and for us once we put a ten on that thing it's amazing how all of a sudden boom we doing miles and miles. He sent me a picture last night. We, we hold each other accountable. He sends me a, uh, as a matter of fact, he sent me a video seven miles tonight, bro. And he's just holding me accountable. When I go to the gym in the morning, boom, I'm sending him a picture of the screen. Like, boom, here go three miles. Did it in 30 minutes. Let's go. You know, and we holding each other accountable, but it, it's really because we placed a value on that. And so before we were sending each other pictures of emails and, you know, st only stuff to do with the company. That's what we placed the 10 on. That's what blew up. Now we got the 10 on the health. That's what's blowing up. And so for real, what value are you placing on those things? Ian, I think most people don't understand how to place that high value at it or they only know how to do one at a time. And so that's one thing I want to ask you is you've been able to achieve a 10 in a lot of different areas, right? Because some people may say, okay, I'm really locked in and I'm focused on my health and I'm focused on my company and then they marriage fall off. Or I'm really focused on my marriage and my company and they health fall off. Like the goal is to get to in all five of those areas, for real, for those of you listening out there, write down the five most important areas. It could be, you know, you, you know, parenthood. It could be your marriage. Like I said, finances, health, um, spirituality, whatever. Write down those five things and then ask what value have I placed on those things and then see where you're at. And so I think one of the things I've learned from E is to bring all of those levels up and to become an executor on all of those levels because I used to have the excuse of, okay, well, if we're trying to do this health thing, you know, my grades ain't going to be the best because now I got to go to the gym for an extra hour every day. I got to do this. I got to do that. So something must fall off and that's not the case. So he walked the people through how we're able to operate at a high level in multiple areas of our life. Well, well see, here's the deal, man. It's a must, you know. So that, that I think that's what people have to understand. They, they think it's an option, you know? And so one of the things I have to let you know is it's not an option. You know, you, you have to do it. And this is why I say it. I remember C being frustrated in college because um, I would, like I had literally gotten to a point at, as a student C where I was like 120. Like I, I, I had made up in my mind, I'm going to finish college for my son. Like this is not an option. And so I went to every single class C I did every single assignment. I did all my homework, see? 
I did, met with the professor. I did everything I was supposed to do. And there were a couple classes that I was in danger early on on failing because I wasn't a good test taker, see? And so what we have to understand is that you cannot compartmentalize greatness. Like you cannot compartmentalize success. So it didn't matter that I went to every class. It didn't matter that I met with the professor, that I had a good relationship with her. It didn't matter that I did my schoolwork, you know, that I did all my homework. You know, it didn't matter that I participated in the class. There was one area that I lacked and that was test taking. I did not have the ability um, to retain the information or at least to retain it over a, a long period of time, you know, for um, to, to, to be able to recall it during, you know, the test. Right. So here it is. All this other effort I'm putting forth I'm, and I'm about to fail because this one area. So like you said, so what? You're good at finances. Well, you, you're, you have a family. You were working for your family. A part of your why was I'm going to go out here and grind and make this money so that my family could have another standard of living. But you and your wife are on the brink of divorce. You and your children don't have a great relationship. See, you weren't making money just for the sake of making money. You said you were making money because you wanted to have a certain lifestyle. You wanted your family to be able to enjoy certain things. So you can't just go to work and make work happen and be successful at work, but then come home, which was your first goal, your first dream. Or if you have a great family and a great job, but you have diabetes, see? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you're risking uh, uh, dying early. Uh, you're obese. Like, you're putting your family at risk you, you, because you may shorten your lifespan by seven to ten years, you know, by uh, uh, having your arteries clogged up and have right. a heart attack or have a stroke. And, yeah, you might be alive, but you worked so much. You've grinded so much. You didn't balance yourself to now you've, got, you, you've had a stroke or, or, or some other illness caused by stress. So, so that's why I'm saying it's not optional. See, we revere the triple double. We revere the ball players that can get triple doubles. Now we, we might uh, 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 like the guy that can put up points or the guy that can play defense or the guy that can get rebounds, but a triple double, a triple double, see, that we look at those players as the elite of the elite. So it's not optional for those of you who are listening. It's not optional. Now, you may have some areas that you're shining in and some others that you're not. And we're not suggesting that you quit, you give up. But we are suggesting, as he said, that you identify them. And at some point, you say to yourself, I'm no longer satisfied with getting 100 in business and a 30 in my marriage. I'm no longer satisfied and having 100 in my marriage, but I don't have employment. I'm not working. And so as a result, it's causing financial stress on my family or my wife and I are doing it. The job, I'm killing it. But me and my son, my teenage son, don't have a relationship and it's killing my wife that my son and I, you know, are not on one accord, that my son and I have tension. So now my wife's stressed out because of the relationship between me and my son. So that's why we're saying it's not an option, a triple double. Uh, is there anything else can you get like can you like I guess you could score or you could do well in four categories I suppose I don't know oh, I'm sure Will Chamberlain, Ch Chamberlain had a couple quadruple okay, so doubles I'm, I, so I'm sure, yeah, yeah but I'm sure like it's not necessarily common but if you could get no. to that level that's that's man you talk about exponential growth so we're just saying okay but but yeah let me hit you with what people hit me with though but but e man I tried you know what I'm saying I, I'm trying and and I know that's your favorite yeah. word, but yeah. So so when when people say, "Man, I'm trying and it's just not working out," you know what? I'm, what do you give? Uh, what advice do you man, give those I, people I, who say, I, "Yo, I'm I'm going for it"? Man, I'm so. I, let me tell you something. That's one. You know, I don't curse. If that's one curse word, that's a curse <laughs> word, bro. For real. Like I don't really get into cursing like that. But that's a curse word. See, I'm, I get so frustrated with that. I'm trying. You try try. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to your wife? What does it mean to your kid? Like, what does that mean? Okay, so I go to, I got a, I need a, is it a quadruple bypass? And the doctor tells me, look, we're going to try to do good on the surgery. Or, or we die, I die, see, because my man put forth 50%. And my wife comes in and he says, we tried. 
So who wants to hear that? See, I tried to, I tried to score a touchdown. I tried, you know, I, I tried to kick the field goal and, and uh, you know, uh, try to kick a, a good field goal and I missed it. Who, who gets paid for trying, you know? And so that word mm. frustrates me. Nobody cares about the fact that you try. It doesn't count unless you execute. So all the trying in the world is good guys, but we have to get to the point again where it's not optional. So if Peyton Manning, and you guys know I've been talking about uh, the, the, the Manning brothers for a while, and I'm going to see, make sure we bring this back up because the things that were most important to me to the Super Bowl, most people didn't even catch. But, but here's the deal. If Peyton Manning, who they say is the greatest, they, make, they say my man won greatest quarterbacks ever. Like, I, I, I might have missed something. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the critics know better than I know. You know, but I thought Terry Bradshaw, you know, was the best of the best. You know, I thought Joe Montana was the best of the best, you know. Um, but I tell you this, if Peyton Manning, and they say he the best of the best, if he would have went one for four, I guarantee you we wouldn't uh, hold him, you know, to the, to the same, you know, standard that we're holding him to now. But because he won two, the greats have won two. So had he tried to win this Super Bowl, I promise you he wouldn't have gone down in, the, in history the way he's about to go down in history now. You know, I think he won the first one and the last one he won. You know, so he has solidified, crystallized his legacy. You know, so again, man, I'm not into trying. My wife does not need me to try to uh, put my son through college and pay for it. Uh, try to put my daughter through college. Try to pay our mortgage. Try to pay our car note. You know, try to put her in a position where she doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to. The trying thing, see, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not trying to bust nobody bubble or def uh, uh, deflate, you know, anybody's, you know, hot air balloon. Like, I'm not trying to deflate you. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, we don't always get the outcomes we want from trying. We don't get rewarded, you know, from trying. We don't get promotions just from trying. But when we execute, so get the trying out your vocabulary. Stop saying it. You're trying and say, I will. No, I'm sorry. I can execute. I will execute. I must execute. Again, I just want you to say it with me. I mean it. Come on, stand up wherever you are. Stand up, walk around. All right, go to a mirror somewhere and say, I will stop trying. If other humans can execute, I can execute. I will execute. I must execute. Yeah, no doubt, man. As you're talking, I'm thinking about John Q. His oh. wife told him, do, do something. something. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Do something, bruh. Do something. I don't know what you over there doing. You trying. You going through the insurance company. You calling everybody you know. You trying to get loans. Okay. Rubber meeting the road. Now, my son about to he die. About to do die, something. See? see, let me say this for real. And I mean this with all my heart. Again, we're not trying to be insensitive, right? Uh, we're not. Listen to me. We're, 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 and, and because sometimes I say this, see, because sometimes people listen to us and you, you take stuff out of context because you're listening to the podcast and you don't necessarily know us. We're not trying to minimize your struggle. That's not what we're trying to do. Don't, don't take this as offense. I'm just saying to you, there's some things in life that you have to do. And so you're mad at your wife or you're mad at your spouse or your children. You're mad at your boss. You, if CJ tried to build a brand, if he tried, we wouldn't be, you wouldn't be listening to us right now. He didn't try. He did it. If Carl tried to edit videos, he tried to put them up on YouTube. If he tried, it, you probably wouldn't know who we are. You have to stop putting so much emphasis and so much stake into trying. And that's why y'all get so frustrated because you go to your loved ones and say, but I try. Nobody's, no, they, they're disrespecting me. They're devaluing me. They, 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 they act like I didn't try. I did try. I put forth effort. I'm sorry. What else can I do? You can execute. Bills don't get paid because you try. It, it doesn't work like that. You don't get a scholarship to go to college because you try. You don't do, you have to execute. So again, we're, we're just telling you that why are you putting all that effort into trying 
Why are you putting all that all your money into trying all your effort into trying? Because it's, you're going to come up empty. So instead of you being angry at people, instead of you, 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 you being you, you um, um, calling people haters and coming out of good relationships, stop saying you're trying. Stop putting all that energy into trying and start putting it in execution, because I can guarantee you something when you when you try, it may not work out. But when you execute, when you execute, you will have a standard of living and you will have influence and you will attract people to you in ways that you can never attract people to you when you're just trying. So please, for the sake, for, the, for your sake, the sake of your future, your family's future, execute, 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 execute and stop trying. Yeah, I'm glad you just said that for the sake of your family's future because that's a conversation, you know, most people after the Super Bowl, you know, they want to talk about what happened. Oh, this person fumbled. It was an interception. It was this. It was that. And one of the first things you called and said to me, I think the first word you said to me uh, Monday morning, you said, man, Archie Manning. And I was like, wow. You know, Archie, as I'm thinking about what you're saying, he, he didn't try it, bro. He straight put his family in a position to win, and now – between his two sons, you got four Super Bowls. My man was a quarterback back in the day, and now his family, and you said something deep. You said, man, I was born on food stamps. Didi was born on food stamps. Jalen was born on food stamps. And you made a vow that not you you, would, you weren't going to try to have uh, uh, Boom Boom Jada not born on food stamps. You said, there's no way in the world my daughter will be born on food stamps. And you look at Archie Manning and what he was able to do and the legacy he was able to create for the family. Now, I don't know if Peyton and Eli's kids gonna be quarterbacks, probably a good chance that, you know, one of them will be, but I do know that they, they gonna be all right. And so can you talk to us about the legacy piece and just like what that means to, you know, like you said, go, go from trying to executing because trying and, and that 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 defeatist attitude of, you know, I gave it an effort or gave it a go. It didn't work out. That's contagious. E. And that could run like, you know, through generations like you, you talked about it. Your grandfather being a high school dropout, your father, you like it was a generational curse. And talk to them, you know, the people about the importance of the buck stops here. Yeah, let me say this. See, this is why I wasn't hurt about the football game. You know, and people was hitting me up. E.T., what's your thoughts on the game? You know, for real, I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, it, it wasn't that deep to me. Why? It's, I'm going to tell you why. Two things. One, it was an event. It was an event. It lasts for a couple hours. And you can say what you want to say about Cam. You can say what you want to say about, you know, uh, his response. My man a millionaire, see? He a millionaire, see? He's set for life, see? And now he got a chance. Look, remember, uh, Peyton Manning is two for four. So it, he went to four Super Bowls. My, Cam's going to be fine. That's why I wasn't all, you know, people, I, what, what are you going to say? I'm interested. I know you work with the Panthers. What do you want to say? I'm not on that. What blew my mind about Beyonce is she got blue on the field, see? Blue on the field as a baby, as a toddler, she getting exposed to the Super Bowl. How many people never get to go to the Super Bowl? And how many people paying that go, see? Who's getting paid to go to the Super Bowl? Beyonce getting paid to go to the Super Bowl. Blue is on the field with no restraints. She, she owned the doggone Super Bowl. So you're talking about a legacy. Jay-Z, they both musical. So the chances they daughter picking that up and being able to live whatever type of lifestyle she wants, see, we talking legacy. I'm not tripping on no game. That's why somebody like E, I thought you was going to be at the game. I could have been. You, I, I had that opportunity, but I wasn't on that See, I wasn't on Peyton Manning, one, two. I saw Archie Manning. I saw his wife. And I said, how did Archie go from playing a game to dominating the game now? He, he has stake in the game, see? He has taken the NFL and created his own legacy from the NFL. So he's taken an institution that existed and created his own institution from an institution. See, his kids got an institution. I heard them say something about Peyton Manning that I'm impressed with. Forget the just the Super Bowls. This guy's not going to be like most guys who retire, see, and they, they, they vanish. You never hear about them. And again, no disrespect to the dudes that, that leveraged their, their plan in the NFL. 
But see, a lot of these dudes that leave, they got low-hanging fruit, see? They commentators. They already talking about Manning owning a team. They already talked. Mm. See, he ain't even said if he retired or not. And they're already saying that there's a big possible, uh, 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 the probability of him owning or, you know, working with the Tennessee Titans. And then this is what they said. It blew my mind. I'm sure once Eli retired, he, you, so now you got a, a son who's still in the league. His brother won two. He won two. You talking about some motivation? He about to go back now and play like he never played. Coach got fired. His brother tied with him. You know, so I'm looking at the legacy. See, these dudes, the Ar Archie Manning create a, a, an institution. See, we're running around here talking about how Cam felt, how he responded to what Cam game was. Bruh, they, they, they millionaires. See, I called Jalen right after the game. I said, son, Archie Manning has... Six Super Bowls. He went to six Super Bowls as a family, and they won four out of the six Super Bowls. Son, I'm not interested in uh, how you feel about the game. I asked Jalen, what will be our legacy? What will be our institution, son? What will we leave behind, Jalen? And I need an answer from you, son. Ain't nobody, I don't got time to just be watching no game, talk about no game. Look at the bigger picture. What legacy will we leave for our children? What, what legacy, what institution, how will our kids uh, be able to use their gifts to be in a financial position where not only will they be able to help others, the, thanks to the Manning family, we got player of the year. They got a Super Bowl event where they're honoring guys who are doing just more than just playing the game, but what they're doing in their communities. They are leaving a legacy, see? I asked Jalen, what will we do when we die that will outlast us? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, you know, and obviously, you know, with, with me having a son now, you know, that that perspective is, is even more valuable. And I want to do something, man, because, you know, you might be listening to this and you're like, oh, man, you know, Beyonce and Peyton, Eli Manning, maybe we a little too abstract for you. Right. And so I want to bring it down to, you know, a personal level. Right. Because it starts with you. Like it's, it literally starts with you. And when I go about my day, man, I, I'm very observant, right? And so as I'm going throughout my day, I'm just seeing, you can tell the people who are, are on track to leaving that legacy and the people who are just existing. Let me give you an example, man. I promise you, I go to, I go to a gym and I won't name drop, but I go to a gym, right? And I promise you the worst customer service in the world and you can tell that every single person in that joint doesn't want to be there and i'm looking at them like yo the crazy thing about it is yeah you might just be swiping people in at the gym i'm sure it's not a high paying job i'm sure it's not exactly where you want to be in life but you can tell the energy e you can tell that they have no pride in anything they do and I'm tripping because people want to leave that legacy that we're talking about, but nobody wants to step up to the plate where they're at in their life right now. We're not talking about Beyonce. I'm talking about the person at the gym. I get to the gym after I get my son off the daycare, my wife off the work. I get to the gym at 730 in the morning and I walk in, you know, to swipe my, you know, put my phone up to the thing or whatever. I'm like, you can't even say good morning. Like they don't even look at you like baby girl got her head down. And like, just put the, hold the thing up. Don't even look at me. I'm saying good morning. It's first thing in the morning. You want people to feel welcomed into the establishment, right? Same thing. My man, stand, my man, he a trainer at the gym. He walking right past me, E with his eyes on the floor. I'm like, good morning, bro. How you doing? And we not speaking. You know, we, we, we got this attitude as if I don't want to be here. I'm not getting paid like I should get paid. You know, I don't like the environment. And so even within ourselves, we're, we refuse to project that excellence. And you know what kills me is always the people who say, yo, man, I hate this job. I'm just here until, you know, I can get this next job because that's when I'm really going to be on fire. And it's not the truth. You, you, how you do anything yeah. is how you do everything. Yeah. And so for real, you, we're not on Beyonce right now. We're not on Peyton Manning. I'm on you. And whatever your current job is, how are you going to go to the next level when you don't value it? I remember when you were trying to get that job and you was geek when they called you back and told you you was hired. But something changed. Familiarity, right? We on the BU call the other day. He, he said, 
experience. What, what was his quote? E, the, uh, we had Scott come on and he dropped a, a deep quote about like for real. W- once you become comfortable with something, yeah. right? I, I, I'll get the exact quote later. But once you become comfortable with something, you devalue it. And so I'm looking at people all over the, you know, whether you uh, waitressing, a waiter, whatever. If you're going to begin building your legacy, you need to begin building it now. I, look, Carl, and please, if Carl, if you could jump on it. Oh, yeah, Carl, yeah, yeah, Carl. He hey, Carl said that chopping at the bitch. I'm he ready. Sitting, see, I'm sitting here, right, so listen right. to me. Hold on, hold on. Oh, my Carl, phone. Carl, hold on, Carl, let me say this real quick and then jump in. E, we used to be on the road years ago, and he would say, he would be speaking, and he'd say, for real, how y'all think we built a million-dollar company? How you think we got to be a multi-million-dollar company? Way before we was a multi-million-dollar company, and I remember I used to be looking at my pockets like, "Hold on, e, is this something you're not telling me, Carl? Because I'm not seeing no millions, bro." But what E was trying to not only project to the world, but project to us that we are a multi-million-dollar company as soon as we believe we are a multi-million-dollar company. Our brand is on the next level as soon as we believe it's on the next level. And so we would hold meetings, guys, with no budget, no nothing. We hold meetings, we holding each other accountable on time, what time you getting in, whatever, before we had anything. And because we projected ourselves like that, it manifested. And some of you just going through life for real. Your business struggling is not that deep. So you're not taking it serious. If you work the corporate job, you got to be there at 8 a.m. punched in on the dot or they docking your check. You can't punch in at 801. You can't punch in at 805. But because you running your own business and you got laxed with it, you waking up doing your thing 9, 930 before you even get started with work. And I'm saying, Wherever you're at in your life right now, begin to perfect that level. I don't care if you're working for somebody else. I don't care if you hate the job. You need to become the absolute best in order to project yourself out of that level. Carl, please help me out before I get hot. No, you good. I'm over here sitting listening to E-Talk, man, and I'm telling you. So let me give you all the experience. So I'm going to tell you all how this applies to me specifically. So I ain't even going to talk about nobody else. My son has this. My son has always been into Thomas the Train. I'm talking about my man dropped out the womb and must have hit his head on a train or something. But from the get-go, now he does. So he's three years old now. And every day, like, I'm trying to get him to do, you know, a little reading, a little something, you know, just something. And his Mm -hmm. only thing to me in the morning is like, yo, can I watch Ryan? It's this little kid of Ryan. And Ryan has this little series on YouTube where he, I don't know how, Ryan probably about five. I don't know how old my man is, but he'll take the trains and just do dumb stuff with him, run him through water. And he almost like, you know, expert reviews for Thomas the Train, but he a kid. And I, last wow. night, I'm telling y'all, last night I'm brushing Jordan's teeth. And I looked at Jordan, I said, yo, why are you watching this so much? And he's like, I like it. And I just, man, it hit me. I'm telling y'all, when he's talking, it hit me. I told my son last night, bruh, tomorrow when you wake up, we are going to start making some videos. You ain't going to be watching nobody do no videos no more. It's done. It's done. Mm. I'm like, I got cameras. Even if I wasn't good with the cameras, which thankfully I am, you know what I'm saying? I could take this and do something with it. But even if I wasn't good, I'm going to take ownership for the legacy of my family, and I'm going to put this kid in a position starting at three years old to realize that you don't have to watch nobody else doing nothing for the rest of your life. You can take this thing and do it on your doggone own. So I'm telling y'all, today, if y'all don't hear from me the rest of the day, I'm spending a couple hours with my man just literally. I don't care what he do. I don't care how much how of articulate course, he is. I don't care if he fall and bust his head. We're going to do something. We're going to put it online, and somebody's going to see it. But I'm, I, I just need – I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. He's going to see it. I don't care who mm-hmm. else see it. He's going right. to see it because right. I need right. him to see himself in that position as a creator and not as a consumer. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, and that's I'm the fiending. deepest part, Carl. We have to see ourselves in that position. Yeah. And I promise yeah. you, you're going through work lackadaisical. All right, so let me – I gave you the, the, the bad, right? And I'm going to name the gym. Flat out, L.A. Fitness. Y'all got – terrible customer service i've been to a thousand la fitnesses across the country the only reason i keep my membership there honestly is because you know they got them all over and we travel so much i can usually find one in the area and so you know they kind of beat me with the you know mcdonald's real estate you know effect whatever but y'all for real give us a call hit up info at etinspires.com let e and i come in there and train your staff because i promise you y'all have a a serious problem and if you go online and read your own reviews you will see that it's a serious problem because i've done it i went and saw it and people say they dropping their memberships left and right because the customer service is just terrible right it's first thing in the morning i just want somebody to say good morning right just how you doing good morning it's just a good feeling good energy to get out and so the opposite effect, Trey had his first dentist appointment yesterday, right? So now 
It was at four o'clock, which my wife, you know, because I'm an entrepreneur and she works a, a corporate job, my job can't possibly be as important as her. So I always get stuck with, you know, the, the chores of doing, you know, stuff during the day, right? It's not even a, a compromise, right? She's just like, yo, you, you work for yourself, you go do this, whatever. That's another, another story for another day. But so four o'clock, I take my man to the dentist. So I already know, usually I got to fill out a thousand pieces of paperwork. It takes forever. Now imagine Trey's two years old. He's tearing the office up. Every time I go to the doctors, I got to fill out paperwork. He, my man bouncing all over the place. I'm trying to keep him corralled, trying to write. You know, it's just a nightmare. So I'm already like, man, here we go. Got to go to the dentist's office. His very first dentist appointment. All right, here we go. I go get him from daycare early. I pick him up at about 3.30. We get to the dentist about 3.40. They give me the paperwork. They had most of the paperwork filled out already based on the information that my wife gave. So I'm geeked, right? So it's only like four lines that I got to fill in. I fill in the four lines, guys, and that takes me about three to four minutes. So say right now it's getting close to 350. The lady calls us back and I'm like, wow, it's 350. The appointment, mind you, the appointment wasn't supposed to start until four o'clock. So I say, okay, cool. So we get back there about 350. The hygienist comes in at 3.53, cleans Trey's teeth, and is done by 4 o'clock. The doctor walks in five minutes later. She comes just to evaluate, boom, and we're out the door by 4.10. And I'm like, wow. I called my wife like, what an amazing experience. Don't ever book him to go anywhere else except the Atlanta Vinings Dentistry, whatever it is, shout out to y'all. That was an amazing experience. You know what my wife said? She said, I booked them because I went online and saw that they are rated number one in terms of their customer service, the way they treat the kids, the timeliness they have. And I'm like, wow, here is a company and here are people who have bought into the vision and I guarantee they're going to the next level. When I got to the front desk, the young lady was very nice. She spoke to me, talked to Trey. She tried to ease, you know, his concerns. Hey, we got some fishies over here. They got an aquarium, a little tank over there with fish in it. They got, you know, zoo animals everywhere. Very clean, nice and professional. And I'm saying, wow, here's a company who's taking themselves serious, right? They are running this thing. They got a well-oiled machine up there as opposed to your little bootleg dentistry place where you get there, you're running an hour behind. You don't call to tell anybody anything. You get back there. You got to wait on the doctor for another hour and it's a nightmare experience. And then you end up losing people and you say the economy's down. I guarantee the economy ain't down for, for uh, the, the dentist office we went to yesterday because they're taking pride in what they do. Everybody from the doctor E, I'm talking about the, the head lady of the place to the young lady who greeted me as a receptionist. It was excellence across the board. And I guarantee all of those people are well on point to leaving their legacy on their family. So for real, whatever your line of work is right now. Ask yourself, are you giving 110, 120? Ask yourself for real, am I putting out the type of energy, the type of vibes into the world that would allow me to one day create a legacy for my family? And so that's just, you know, one of the things that's, you know, I'm really just noticing. Like I said, going throughout my regular day, guys, I'm not looking for this stuff. I'm not keeping the notebook, but just my natural experiences in different business establishments, different places. I can look at somebody and feel their vibes for two seconds and tell you whether they're going to leave a legacy or whether they're going to leave some mess behind. Unbelievable. See, and you know, a lot of people think that we blew up, you know, because of our gifts, you know, and our talents, uh, whatever those might individually be. Well, most people don't know that it is after the touch. I mean, we old school. We, we still sending, you know, stuff after we leave. You know, we, we, oh, we, man, we, what? Yeah, we still speaking to everybody. You, you know what I'm saying? We're still, you know, giving everybody that one-on-one -on -one attention that like, I ain't, I'm not big timing it. I'm not getting off stage and I got eight, man, I, man, I go to the airport. People are like, where's your entourage? I'm like, man, I don't got no, I'm my entourage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't right. need 18 people walking with me everywhere I go. I don't, I don't need to, um, you know, have 18 people take me from the airport and put me in a car and lift me. I'm like, you know, man, we still keep it 100. Like, we still going to elementary schools. We still going to youth detention centers. Like, we still eating, you know, going out to eat with, you know, our BU uh, family. So when we go to a city and do a big event, all of our BU members, we go eat together. You know what I'm saying? So, because we want to let them know we're appreciative that you joined. Like, you could have invested in any program in the world. You invested in us. 
So we want to invest in you, you know. So, uh, man, I, I, it, it's just a lot of people just think just because, you know, they finished dental school or they finished law school that you could be a jerk now. You pass, you pass your law exam. Now you could be a jerk. Now you can make me wait. Like my time is not as valuable as yours because you a doctor. And I'm just, you know, a school teacher, if you will. Like, I'm, you just going to disrespect my time. No. And so I think people need to understand, see, that it's not what we've done that to get us here that has kept us here. Like, that's what they need to understand. That, yeah, the video might have gotten us that gig, but that's not what helped us to stay in the NFL. There's a lot of people like me that got a shot at the NFL that have not created relationship. I, Steve Tellick, man, my dude from Detroit. Steve just hit me yesterday, like, "Yo, E, what's up, E? I just, I'm just shouting you out. How you doing? You know, Eric Ebram hit me up. E, you lied. You told me you was gonna work with me this year. You was gonna come by the crib. You didn't come by the crib. See, there, you know how many people are reaching out to us? Why? Because we we showing love and they showing love, and it's all 100. But but we're not disrespecting. Um, people, a teacher told me the other day, Eric, I heard you was up at the school. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know you were at the school. I was like, you was teaching. I ain't tripping. She was like, man, you came back up here and did a program, another one for free. Yo, we need you to come and talk to the teachers when you have a chance. So for real, man, what you got to understand what gets you there. It's not going to keep you there. What gets you there is going to get you there. But you have to do something totally different and take your game to a whole nother level if you're going to get retainers, if people are going to call you back year to year, if you're going to build relationships. I'm sorry, see, I don't know what's got into me today. I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, maybe I am hurt still about Serena and the Australia Open. Maybe I'm still hurt, see? Y'all <laughs> yeah, no, talk man. about Cam. You, you, you. I can't even deal with Cam right now. I'm still hurt that Serena hadn't hit this 22 yet. Yeah, no, man. And, and so what we're saying, guys. I'm sorry, see, did you real. call her? See, did anybody call her like I asked the I, last show? You know what? I, I had the wrong number. <laughs> Apparently, okay, I, the num I'm just the saying. I, had I, I put was, it out there. I think they think I'm joking or something. I'm not playing. If you know Serena, holla at your boy. I promise I can give you that extra oomph to help you to go ahead and get that 22. Yeah, so listen, guys, we're just talking about embodying excellence, man. W waking up with a passion, right? Waking up with, a, with an energy and an enthusiasm, for real, whatever it is that you do. You may not want to be, you may not be where you want to be right now, but man, if you wake up with that excellence, I promise you, you'll be well on your way to getting there, man. So um, make sure, you know, whatever, whatever it is you do, whatever your job, man, don't be down about it, for real. I know we've been kind of hard on you, you know, we've kind of been going off, but for real, man, just, just put some pride in yourself, man. Whatever you do, speak to people in the morning. When you walk, you know, through, through the building, say hello. So what if people don't speak back? Be a positive person, man. Be a light, and, um, you know, you'll attract good things. Let's move on, man, to the world's favorite segment, uh, Ask ET. This segment is brought to you by ETA Grind Gear, redefining the grind one day at a time. Listeners to this podcast can use the promo code SECRET2SUCCESS and get an extra 20% off at checkout, available exclusively at ETinspires.com. So check that out. Um, the first question, E, comes to us from... Uh, Asia in Philly who says guys with Valentine's coming up what is the most romantic thing the two of you have ever done for your wives hmm nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> no you did something come on now Let, let's hear I'm just gonna be let's hear love with you machine see, and Didi will tell you this like for real man I don't I don't I don't let nobody this is you know, I've been married man over 25 years I don't let nobody you know tell me when to love my wife bro you know what I'm saying? I, and, and I'm not trying to be funny. I probably have done more romantic stuff outside of um, Valentine's Day. I think we just had a challenge as men about three weeks ago where we just sporadically was like, yo, spontaneously like, hey, y'all, what are we going to do for our wives? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and we just made it spouse day. You know what I'm saying? We just made it up. Like, it's spouse day. And, er you know, everybody started buying uh, flowers and buying um spas getting spas set up and you know uh, just doing different things spending time with our wives letting them know how special they were so I, i'm just gonna be 100 man i um i don't really um i don't i don't really you know wait until Valentine's day that's a long time to wait um but i will say you know just in terms of the most romantic you know thing i probably have ever done is 
Um, you know, my wife is a very simple young lady. For those of you who read the book, um, the five love languages, you know, my, my wife's love languages work, you know, so I, it's sexy for me to wash her car. You know what I'm saying? Like that may sound like crazy to you. You know what I'm saying? But she think it's sexy when I wash her car and uh, I might have fixed some stuff around the house. Like I don't really get into fixing like sinks and stuff. But for her, I just okay. Fixed. Please give us a specific example of what you fixed, because I want to know. Uh, well, it was some. It was some light. See, the uh, garbage disposal had been messed up for a while, so I had Rodell switch it out. You know Pulled what I'm saying? Pulled the washcloth out of there. Yeah, I had Rodell switch it out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, okay. You know, I identified what was wrong. You know, and uh, called for backup. And switch that sucker out, and she came home. Oh, it's all the it's fixed. I can put food yeah. in it now. You know, so um, I'm just being real, man. That's her love language. What I've done for her that and and hear me see. We gonna talk about this when we do the marriage podcast, and I know we haven't agreed to that, but I'm just throwing it out there. See, um, I'm being real, and listen to what I'm saying for those of you who are married. I have done some very romantic stuff for her that I thought was romantic. See. So yes, I've done the spas, you know, I've taken her to Vegas and put her up in the Caesars Palace and, and let her do, you know, the all day spa. And, and, and I'm not saying she didn't enjoy it and we went shopping and she did, you know, and I took her to dinner. But, I, but here what about what Maui? Yeah, but here what I'm saying though, see, no matter of fact, the first time I, that, that for Valentine's, I took her to the Bellagio's first. I discovered later that she liked Caesars Palace the most. Um, but I took her to Bellagio's. And I'm going to be being real. See, I immensely enjoyed it. And she liked it a whole lot. But you have to understand that you can't love people the way you want to love them. You understand what I'm saying? And while it might be weird to me that she prefers me to do, like, wash the car, put gas in it, get it waxed. You know what I'm saying? Wax the vehicle, um, clean up the house. Like, that's what she likes, see? And so I just want to be, I want you guys to be careful. Don't get caught up in the yeah. hype, the chocolate. It's like my roses. father. He don't want nothing for Christmas but new socks and underwear. <laughs> and for the longest, I'm like, Pops, yep. come on, bro. Yep. You got to want to watch something. Pops, yep. like, look, you heard what I said. That's what's going to make me happy. I finally just said, okay, all right, here you go. For real, see? Yeah, no, so you got to, You, I'm confirming your point of, you know, you got to yeah, listen no to, yeah, you no know, what, my wife I, I, is not quite as simple um, you know, she, she kind of into that. I told you before, I, I guess most romantic thing, I, I, you know, my problem, e, I, 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 I put the bar too high off the rip. So when I proposed to Candace, she was down in Atlanta doing an internship. And, um, wow, so I had this big like idea. Destiny. I had, you know, went out and bought the ring, talked to E about it. I was excited. I'm like, bet I'm, you know, fly down there for the weekend. I was supposed to go visit her and I'm going to propose. Right. And so I went you know, made sure, I told her, get a nice dress, you know, we'll go out to eat, whatever. So she went out, got a nice dress, I had my suit on, I was fly, and um, took her to the Sundial, which is like the Westin Hotel. For those of you who've been in Atlanta, the Westin is like a, um, it's like a cylinder-shaped hotel, right? And it's so, it's in a circle, and you know, it goes, uh, has a restaurant called the Sundial at the top, and it spins in a circle. Well, this ju just so happened to be the 4th of July, and so I had timed it up perfectly so that we'll be like at dinner and with a seat right by the window, like as the fireworks are spinning, because the Western is so high, you could see the fireworks from like every city around Atlanta. And so I waited for it to get good and dark. The fireworks start shooting off, boom, dropped on the knee, proposed. I mean, it was, you talk about romantic. It was like rom romance on steroids. And I took it to a whole nother level. She was crying, she was geek. She talked about it for like, two years, and I've been chasing that high ever since. I don't oh, know if I've recreated man. the feeling since. Every, so every I set the bar day, too high. To find a revolving hotel. Oh, let me tell you something. You, you, you bro could take you, you know, to Maui, and that ain't really topping, you know, what I did, you know, first. So, um, no, nah, man, it, I, I think for real, it's something that, you know, for me, I got to continue to work on because, like he said, I'm, I'm not – you know, I, I'm I'm more like E in terms of like, yo, I just want to I want to live every day, you know, as you know, to the highest level. And so I don't always get caught up in the in the occasions. And sometimes that gets me in trouble, you know, birthdays and, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. I'm not into that. Like, I don't even know if E told me happy birthday 
on my birthday last year. Right. Like we just don't really get into that, right. but my wife is into that. And so now I'm finding myself trying to do those things. So for this Valentine's Day, um, my folks are going to be watching the babies and I'm going to try to try to recreate, you know, that old magic again, especially now my wife being pregnant. Um, you know, she got some different feelings and emotions going on right now. So I got to take it up to a whole nother level. E, and um, hopefully this year, you know, I can get back to my roots and, and find something romantic. I don't really know what, but um, uh, y'all pray for something. me as I this year, go down that road. Hey, this year I'm doing it big. We're going to Chicago, the Magnificent Mile, to go get my daughter a prom dress. Oh, so you feel me? <laughs> yeah, we at that oh, level. Yeah, See, our Valentine ain't yep. even for us no more. Yeah, we about to go wow. buy our daughter a prom dress. Wow. Oh yeah, no, you about to cash out, bro? You on a magnificent mile? I already know. It's going down, but yeah, wow, Jada, wow, Jada is, wow, going to the prom. And I'm glad we talking about this, man, the marriage thing. You guys know, you know, E and I are in the process of writing the marriage book, and um, it's some heavy stuff in there, man, but I want to drop one of the, can I drop one of the nuggets? Please. E, I know we almost out of time. Please. But um, I wanted to drop one of my controversial nuggets, and one of the things that I wrote um, was uh, that about social media, and, and people, you know, Catch what I'm saying. I talked about social media, and I said when you get married, you you should no longer have your own social media. And I was and and, and so I've been kind Wait of on it on people. Yeah, no, no, no. You, they they missing me. So I said that you should no longer have your own Facebook page. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? I'm exactly what it sounds. Instead of Eric Thomas, Facebook welcomes you. It need to say the Thomas family. Right. So if you you uh, Mark Johnson, you it don't need to be Mark Johnson anymore. It needs to be the Johnson family. Ooh, and that way, careful, anybody who messaging careful, you, see. anybody who. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going in because unsubscribe. See, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and, and it sounds ridiculous. But listen, what sounds even more ridiculous is the number right. of people that we've had to counsel right. through issues of, related to social media. Right. right. And the problem with social media is that. Now everyone has access to you and everybody doesn't need access to you. That is your personal space, just like your home is your personal space. The doormat outside my house says the Quinny family, right? It don't say CJ's house. Everybody just can't come off in this joint. If you come in this, you need to be a friend to the family. And so I see so many issues related to social media and I actually wrote out a conversation that I had with, you know, a friend about this particular issue. And, I you know, he gave me permission. I blocked his name to put the conversation in. I actually took the transcripts from his Facebook messages. But for real, it was something that it wasn't even what it looked like. But because you're giving people direct access into your home, into your life, into your personal space, his wife got on and interpreted as something totally different. And now we're dealing with this huge mess because that person felt as if they could say anything they wanted because it was his social media. Even though he was married and the whole nine, she was thinking when she messaged, messaged him that it was just for his eyes only. And when his wife saw it, boy, oh boy. Now, he didn't say anything out, the, you know, out of character, nothing wrong. But his wife was pissed because of what she saw. And so one of the lessons that I say off the rip is when you get married, switch up that Facebook profile you switch up to Twitter, whatever. If you got something for business, cool. But for your personal space, everybody should have access to everybody's stuff. I promise you, Candace got the access if she wanted to my email, to anything I got. Doggone it. If you want to get in there and see contract negotiations back and forth, be my guest. I have nothing to hide. And so it's not a thing of you don't trust that person or that person doesn't trust you. It's just they may not trust that other person, E. And that's one of the nuggets that I dropped in the book. And I know it's going to be controversial. I know people are going to say, ah, what about my privacy? I say, get over it. You lost that privacy when you got married, right? If you want to be, if you want privacy, uh, go up to your bed and read a book, okay? That's the privacy you're going to get. I got a wife, I got a son, and I got another child on the way. I gave up my privacy when I got married. I gave up the right to be doing what I want to do without anybody noticing or anybody seeing what I'm doing. You gave up that right when you got married. Get over yourself, and we're going to make this a family affair. So that's one of the nuggets that uh, will be coming soon in, in the marriage book. And I got a bunch of them, like I said before. 
uh, ranging from the dating phase all the way up through, you know, six, seven years. Um, you know, I'm going on my seventh year in August this year. So I'm getting a little veteran status. And of course, E with the 25 years will be talking about, you know, how to keep that fire well, burning and how to, you know, maintain that. But we'll be talking about some major things. But for my younger people, you in your 30s, 20s, you getting married. Yeah, we're going in, man. And I'm, I'm going to say some things that's going to hurt you and go, you know, definitely you know, make you think, but it's going to cause some positive conversations in the home. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, how we were able to do it. And I wrote at the beginning of the book, e, you know, ev uh, every single day can be a great day in your marriage. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly believe that. And I told somebody the reason that I, I said that is because I can honestly say that Candace and I have not had one bad day in our marriage. Now, notice I didn't say bad moments. But I said we have not had one bad day, one full day of bad since we got married. And so I'm going to be talking about some of those principles that allowed you know, us to remain best friends, that allowed us to you know, just remain in love. No doubt. You know, and that you love better, has only grown stronger. You better stronger. share. So, yeah, no, we're going to share, man, because too many people, like I said, you, know, you get these people who are having success in certain areas, and for real, I'm looking at the marriage rate, you know, the, the divorce rate, oh, excuse me. And I'm like, yo, it's just out of control. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. And it man, can be fixed. The see? book. It could be fixed. Yeah, oh, it definitely can be fixed. It can definitely be fixed. And we're going to go through that, man. And so these principles that we're going to give you guys in these books are going to be outstanding. Um, as always, guys, um, Breathe You is an excellent way uh, to get that advice on your marriage as well. BreatheUniversity.com. We have a, a whole marriage segment that we do. Uh, complete with the videos, the, the group chats, and things of that nature with a bunch of married couples as well. Uh, we got the, the 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 king's version, which is for the men, and the queen's version, which is for the ladies. And, man, just the information going back and forth at breatheuniversity.com. See, I thought we were just talking about going to the next level in business and entrepreneurship. No, but um, I told you we got see. you covered in all yeah, phases. Triple-double, so, triple-double. Um, yeah, the triple-double is in full effect at breatheuniversity.com. You can join for as low as $19 a month, so go check us out at breatheuniversity.com. Tell somebody else. Also, for those of you writing those reviews on iTunes, thank you, man. We're up to like 50-some reviews, I believe. Keep writing those reviews for us on iTunes, man, giving our, our podcast the lifted needs. So, so, e, go on and drop them with a nugget before we get out yeah, of here. Yeah, but hey, here, here's what I want to do. Just before I drop that nugget on you guys, which, first of all, man, we just want to thank you guys for just taking the podcast to a whole nother level. Um, of course. You know, for real, man. You know, this is something we just started. You guys have been listening on a regular basis. I am loving your feedback. Please keep giving feedback. Um, you know, we have, we have 50, but i like to see 100. You know, so please go look, uh, write those reviews for us. Uh, it really helps a lot. I mean, we wouldn't ask you to do it if it didn't help. And I do know that, you know, it takes a little bit of time to do those reviews. But please knock those out for us. Um, I want to leave you with this. See, you know, uh, the, the problem with uh, some of you guys, you know, is that you want everybody to support your dream. You know, and, and here, here's the deal. We all have dreams. We all have goals. And again, I'm not trying to minimize your dreams or your goals. But look, it's your dream. It's your goal. I don't, I don't owe you a dime for it. And too many of you guys are looking for a handout, right? You're looking for a handout and not a hand up. You know, and so I'm going to say again, it's your dream. Nobody should invest in it more than you do. Nobody should put forth the type of energy that you put forth. Nobody should. Look, stop waiting for your alarm clock to wake you up. Stop waiting. Stop being reactive. Be proactive. You can have it. You can be it. You can do it. There are no limits in America. There are absolutely no limits. But listen to me. You can't have it, be it, do it. Please, you can't have it, be it, do it if you're waiting on somebody else to do it. So get up, get out, and go get your dreams, guys. That's it, guys. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you listening. Sunday, I cry. Sunday, I cry. And that's why I'm here today.